Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, Commanders fans? We are here to talk about your 1 and 0 Washington Commanders. We're a couple uh we're about a day late. We were really soaking in Victory Monday. Uh got trying to get back into the swing of things, but uh, it's always nice to talk about a win as the commanders do move to one and zero in the job. Oh, thank you. Oh, the bell yes. agrees with me. Uh, the, the commanders move to one and zero in the Josh Harris era. Good stuff, bad stuff. We saw it all on Sunday, and we're here to break it down. I'm Brian Murphy, as always. Uh, but let's check in on our, on our guy, the original one three, Triple A, Anthony Armstrong. How are you doing, my friend? I am good. I am riding high. I've had like the the greatest. Past few days, man, it's just been everything's just been compiling on the stuff, just good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. And getting the W on Sunday, you know, was almost like a cherry on top of everything. So I'm I'm good. I'm feeling excited. Got a good cup of coffee over here. We get to catch up a couple of days later than what we would have thought, but we're here now. Um, I tell you, after the whole thing, week one going on, I know the biggest news and the one thing that I did not see coming. We didn't, nobody expected. Aaron Rodgers is out for the mm-hmm. season. Um, I've got it pulled up right here. He does have a torn Achilles out for the season. Man, that mm-hmm. is so tough. I feel, I feel bad for for Jets fans. I really do. I really yeah. do. I mean, I know that there were a lot of odds. They were the Jets were the odds favorite to get to get to the Super Bowl and do some things this year. So that's definitely going to change. But you know, where a lot of places that made people made those bets was over there at Bet Online. Uh, so we'll have Brian tell y'all about Bet Online. That's right. You can head on over to BetOnline.ag. You can bet uh, football, which is back. You can bet baseball. Playoffs are coming up. NBA season is right around the corner. Hockey's coming back soon. You can bet everything, anything you can think of. Uh, you can take uh, some futures, whatever you want to find. You can do that at Bet Online. And don't forget, if it's your first bet, you can use our code BLEAV for a 50% welcome bonus. So you can go over there, get some free money, put down some bets on the commanders or some other teams or players or whatever you can find over there. Uh, you can find golf, you can find UFC, even esports. And they always have contests going on. So be sure to check out betonline.ag. You can do it from your laptop, your tablet, your phone. And you can even play casino games. That's your uh, that's your choice there. Uh, so the check, options. Yeah, check all that out. Uh, we love our friends at betonline.ag. And again, use our code BLEAV for a 50% welcome bonus. And maybe lay down a couple of picks on those commanders who are now one and zero after the first week of the season. Bet online where the game starts. Yes, bet online. I'm over here right now. I just had to go and check and see who, what what's the layout for the uh, AFC East division leader, and the Jets are sitting third. Uh, and I'm not. I, I would have had to look before, so before the injury. But man, you got to think that people were making a lot of bets at Bet Online. I know I had the commanders at six and a half wins and they got one of them done. So yeah. they're going to be able to stack onto that, stack onto that and hopefully get up to seven. Um, yeah, man, that was a good, gr- a great game. I think from the defense in my, in my thoughts, but uh, wh- what was the, uh, what was the biggest takeaway for you that, that you would, you would just say, you know what, I, the, if I had to give a one word synopsis of the game, what would you say it would be? Oh, one word. That's a good one. Uh, I think I would say uh, 
okay. And I'd say it that way. I'd be like, oh, okay. Uh, and, and, and I would say it that way because the first half was not pretty. Uh, it, was, it was ugly for the offense. Anytime you have three turnovers in a game uh, is pretty bad. But when you have three turnovers in the first half, that's, that's something that is, is really alarming. Um, so uh, I thought that the first half w- was not very pretty. It was kind of like, oh, man, we have all this excitement from the Josh Harris uh, sale. Uh, Dan Snyder is gone. Uh, a new era has begun, and it just kind of came out a little bit flat um, for the most part in that first half. But overall, uh, you can't complain about getting a W. You can't complain about going 1-0. and It's really hard to do. As we've seen uh, this first weekend, there were some odd games going on, some odd yeah. bad performances. So to be 1-0, and I'll take that any day of the week because uh, I think you can clean up turnovers. You can clean up some of the mistakes we saw, and uh, it's a good good way to start off the season. This would be a totally different podcast if we were talking about the commanders not able to overcome three turnovers against a bad Cardinals team. But yeah. uh, you don't apologize for wins, and, and the commanders don't have any apologizing to do here after week one. You know, I, I think what this week one uh, tells you and tells me is that a few things. Number one, this is the NFL, and I know I was saying that I would think that the commanders would roll over, the, run over this uh, Cardinals team. They said, hell no, this is the league. All right. So I I shouldn't have disrespected them like that. Uh, This is the NFL. These guys are paid to play football at a high level and they really showed up and put a hell of a game together. Now, you know, being able to overcome three turnovers, that was very difficult. And you got to give a hat tip to the defense. Um, So my word is just it's tough. It's a tough win right there, tough team win. And it's kind of going to be the makeup that you're going to see for this team. I would love to see 38 40 points a game on offense and then just flying by and not having to really worry about the opposing team. But there are going to be times where it's going to get scrappy. It's going to get a little bit dirty. And the commanders found a way to get the wins. And, and when you really think about it, that's what that's what this league, league is about. You got to find a way to get W. You got to find a way to get a one, uh, add one more to that win column. And then you move on to next week. But this is week one. Nobody has seen anybody else. You don't have – the tape, you, all you look at is looking at is preseason tape, and that is not anywhere near the level of exotic, you know, not outlandish, but just you're going to see very different things whenever you get into the regular season. All right, they're not nobody's unveiling that secret sauce in the preseason. So week one, a little shaky across the board. I think that's okay. Um, I'm not worried too much about this team moving forward. Yeah, you know, week one was was very odd. I feel like it's like that all the time. Uh, I think one of Aaron Rodgers' MVP years, he had a complete dud in week one when they got blown out by the Saints. Um, we saw Joe Bur- Burrow struggle to get to 100 passing yards. I don't even know if he surpassed 100 passing yards. So week one is a total crapshoot. So to come out with a win, that that's an added bonus. I don't care how you do it because – uh, the NFL is built to be a one-score league, so not every game is going to be a blowout. Not every game is going to be a comfortable lead. And while you thought that might be the case, and I think a lot of people thought that might be the case for the Commanders against the Cardinals, you're right. Yeah. The Cardinals don't care what the Commanders were doing. They wanted to go win. Those were 53 guys on the other side of the ball that were ready to to get a win and played really well and, and took it to the Commanders there for a little bit. I mean, six sacks is no joke, and and I'm sure we'll talk about that here here in a little bit, but um, as much as we wanted to talk about the commanders having an advantage over the Cardinals with a new head coach, with a, with a quarterback who was inexperienced with that team, the same thing you, you kind of forget on the other side that 
this is this was Sam Howell's second career start, right? Uh, I, I think his first completion of of the game on Sunday was his twentieth career completion uh, with a new offensive coordinator with four new offensive linemen. So while we thought that the Commanders, uh, you know, have the talent, and maybe you know if this were week six, week seven, the Commanders really could have put the Cardinals away a little bit differently, but. This is a, a brand new system for everybody on the offensive side of the ball. And, yeah. and that kind of came up in, in this game, I feel like. And that kind of showed its head to where, you know, at a, a certain point, you know, blowing this team out wasn't in the cards, uh, no, no pun intended. But, uh, you know, <laughs> Washington uh, did enough to get the job done, and that's all that matters. It was definitely a tale of two halves. And, um, you know, there, there, are certain, there are certainly things you can clean up and they, they have to be better with, with a tough schedule looming the rest of the way. But, uh, you know, there, there are definitely some positives as, as well coming out of this game with yeah. a victory. Yeah, one one thing that that I'm you know, happy with, like I said, them finding a way to win. You know, you would think this it, it, Washington teams of the past would have turned the ball over three times and just laid down, right? Yeah. This team still kept scratching, kept clawing. And I know the defense kept this game together for the for the for the Commanders. Um, what I was impressed with was was just how they were able to make adjustments on the fly. And, mm-hmm. and stayed calm. You know, there, I mean, there were a lot of big hits. They, you know, they were going after Sam Howell, really trying to set the tone, really trying to, you know, ha- help him have his welcome to the league moment. Right. You know, and, and Danny Smith, he was a special teams coach with Washington. Now he's with Pittsburgh, been there for a while. Uh, he would always say, you know, the comparison, the difference between high school, college, and league. In high school, you make your corrections next week. At college, you make your corrections at halftime. And in the NFL, you have to make your corrections on the next play. And that's exactly what these guys were able to do. Uh, Sam Howell being able to bounce back. I mean, three turnovers is tough. A sack fumble, you know, an interception, and a fumble by AG. Though that is tough to overcome. Yeah. You don't win a lot of ball games when you turn the ball over three times. So uh, kudos to them for figuring out how to win. And, and now they have stuff on tape that they can clean up and they can coach off of. And, uh, you know, they 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 beat the team that they should have beat. You know, may not have been how I expected it to be, but they got the W on a team on a game that you circled, saying we should probably get one. Thank you to yeah. the Bell for yeah. showing up. Um, well, no, you're absolutely right. It's not like the BCS in college football where where style points mattered. You're one and zero, or you're zero and one after week one, and and they're one and zero. They don't have to apologize or explain themselves. But I did like that Ron Rivera realized that they had to play better, and it sounded like Sam Howell took accountability for some of those sacks, and and obviously turned the ball over three times in the first half. Um, but but I agree with you. The corrections were huge, and the fact that he he gives up the uh, scoop and score with 55 seconds left in the first half, and then he drives down to get into field goal range. That was huge for me because yeah. I think uh, tons of young quarterbacks you wouldn't even you wouldn't even really fault them if they if they decided you know to take a knee or you know to run out the clock, get to halftime, and make those adjustments. But the fact that they got some of his confidence back on the the drive right after that, I mean, to go seven plays, 69 yards in less than a minute is is no slouch, and that kind of for me, even though they had turned the ball over three times in the first half, the fact that they kicked that field goal there. Um, to go into halftime was huge. Um, yeah. It, it kind of speaks to what we've heard all summer about Sam Howe, that this guy doesn't really get rattled. Like, I don't think you're going to be able to tell a big difference when, I say when, he gets those four, three, four touchdown games 
and, and the three turnover games. Like, I don't think yeah. you're going to see a big difference. He doesn't seem to really get rattled. It's really like the next play. And we saw that, you know, already here in week one. And that's really encouraging for me because, like you said earlier, we haven't seen everything that Eric Bieniemy has to offer. We haven't seen everything that any coach has to offer here yeah. through week one. And you have to know that uh, they're going to get better, that they're going to correct some of these mistakes. They're going to put more on Sam Howell. They're going to put more on this offense. And I think this is hopefully just scratching the surface uh, of what we saw. And I think we're just going to see better and better from Sam Howell. And, you know, he, he had an awful game. A three turnovers is, is, yeah. is, is pretty bad. But to, to rebound like he did in the same game is really encouraging. It, it really is, and and it speaks to his mentality. It, it mm -hmm. speaks to his mentality. It speaks to the mentality of this team. And I don't know one one thing overall that I can say, and and even you have to go back to the Thursday game. Looking at the way the Chiefs played, and they played a sloppy game. It did not look like a Chiefs team that you've seen over the past few years. And then you look at the way that the Commanders played. Yes, you're going to circle three turnovers, but I would like to think that the Commanders operated better. And on mm -hmm. the TV copy, they were talking about the fact that the level of accountability that it, Eric Bieniemy brings to this offense, it makes you be on top of your game that much more. It's going to make you be better in, in the long run. So when you get tired, you're going to fall back on those fundamentals. If your fundamentals is the highest standard, then you're going to fall back to a high standard. So it, it gets to be normal rather than something that you let slack and, and lap. So I would say you have to commend – um, Eric Bieniemy be able to you know coach these guys through three turnovers and still have confidence um, in his guy and and I know we're gonna we're gonna flip we got to get to talk about the defense in a little bit but um, maybe we say that for a stock up or stock down but uh, do, when do you want to go to the defense you want to go defense now well yeah I feel like we've touched a lot on the offense because you know it was a bad first half. They were able to put some stuff together. Uh, I love the improvisation by Sam Howell to throw the touchdown to Brian Robinson when it didn't look like anything was happening. He runs it in for a second touchdown as well. But that defense, I, I think you tweeted it out uh, around uh, halftime that you had to kind of give a hug to Jack Del Rio and that defense for for only being down three at halftime and being put in, in short fields. I mean, the, the defense uh, played incredible throughout the day. Uh, second half shutout, if I'm – or no, they allowed a, a field goal in the second half, so basically a second half shutout. Um, they came to play in Montez Sweat, man. He is looking for, for a new contract. I'm sure he'll make it in our stock up, stock down. But yeah. where, where, where how shaky the offense was in the first half, I think the defense was so consistent throughout the game, and that was a huge part of why they, got, they came out with the W here uh, in week one. It really is. And I went back and found the tweet that I had before the one about giving Jack Del Rio a hug. I said, circle that stop, Commanders fans. Remember, they they held the Cardinals to three after mm -hmm. turning the ball over, and it was in a short field. Yeah. That is huge. And when you think about it, if that was a touchdown, now you're looking at, frankly, 20 to 20. Now it's a tied game. So that's a four-point swing. That defense was able to put up the brick wall when they needed to. They, when they really needed to, and they showed up. And, I mean, looking at Emmanuel Forbes, he was making some plays. Uh, the defensive line was active and all over the place. Just That defense right there is going to be able to carry this team. It's going to give the offense enough time. And, and, and somebody tweeted out there saying, hey, the defense is going to give Sam Howell enough time to, to develop and improve. He didn't have to put it all on his shoulders uh, in week one and, and beyond. There's other guys over there that are going to get the ball back for him. The uh, one play that I think is kind of going under the radar 
uh, was John Allen's spinning back fist sack. <laughs> uh, he he like totally knew where Josh Dobbs was. Like I, at first when I was watching, I thought it was an accident that he kind of got spun into a sack. But you know, you saw him throw his arm right yeah. there, knowing he was going to clothesline that dude. He didn't make it. You know, it wasn't a forcible shot to the head. It literally was a clothesline. That was an incredible play. It just kind of was one part of what we've been expecting and what we've seen. I mean, last year was great for this defense, but it felt like Sunday this this defense asserted their dominance. And and when they needed to, they turned the ball over with Montez Sweat, you know, forcing two fumbles. Um, the defense, uh, this is what I want to see from the defense. And we've said it so many times that take it to the other team. And I feel like the commanders did a good job of that. I hope they can continue that as the as the uh, year moves on. They need to assert themselves because this is a talented defense. This could yeah. be a top 10 defense again this year if they, they play the way that they're capable of. And they need to take it to uh, the, the team uh, that they're facing like they did on Sunday. And I thought that was so impressive. And I think – uh, that needs to be the formula moving forward. Uh, and, and you know, you could you could give out uh, tons of game balls to this defense. I, I think yeah. you could almost give it to, to all of the starters. But why don't we lead, lead into stock up, stock down? Because I feel like some of these guys that we've already mentioned are going to be mentioned here in stock up, stock down. So we did this uh, maybe once or twice over the summer, maybe after roster cuts, you know, after the preseason opener, that kind of thing. Yes. Um, but where are we at stock up, stock down? After week one, Triple A, I, I want you to lead this one off. I'll I'll let I'll leave it up to you. Right. Uh, open it to all fifty three guys, all the coaching right. staff, the fans, whoever gets stock up. You start us off. I'm going to stock up. I'm going to take two people. Two people. I'm going to take Cam Curl and Montez Sweat. Their stock is up, and their stock is up enough that I think that this Commanders front office need to get on the phone and. Start contract negotiations now. I think uh, you know that you can move forward with Montez Sweat on one of your defensive ends, and you know you got to have Cam Curl in the house as well. Get on the phone with those guys now. Start those conversations because all that's going to happen is the price is going to go up. Mm -hmm. Pay these guys like they, they, they deserve to be paid. Their stock is up and it's going to continue going up. Get them on the phone. Get them signed now. Make that decision. I'm pounding the table like Brian did. You got to get Montez Sweat on the contract. Get him and Cam Curl on the contract now. Yeah, that those are those are obvious ones. Those two guys, 90 and 31, I feel like they were popping up all over the screen. Even when they weren't, quote, unquote, part of the play, you could tell that they were making an impact. Um, Cam Curl is, uh, man, he just sticks guys when, when he gets the chance to. He almost had an interception that, that could have stopped a field goal, if I, yeah. from what I remember, in the eight red zone. Eight tackles. Eight, yeah. solo, eight solo tackles, two assisted tackles, one tackle for loss. He's all over the place. Next closest tackle uh, uh, count is three. Yeah. And that's a John Allen, Jamin Davis, uh, Emmanuel Forbes, Kendall Fuller. Those guys had three tackles. Cam Curl was everywhere. And I'm at the house watching the game with the wife, and she's like, Hey, that 31, he's, he's, every yeah. time I look up, he's around the football. I say, yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. He's pretty good. And then Montez sweat a sack and a half, two tackles for loss, two forced fumbles. Uh, I mean, there were some pretty good defensive performances, but, but Montez sweat, I would think based on those stats alone should be in the short running for defensive player of the week. I, you know, I don't know if they show a voting, but uh, he, he's got to be up there. Those two guys, absolutely, I agree with you, need to be cornerstone pieces for this year and moving forward. So that brings me – I'm going to go quickly building off of that. That brings me to a natural stock down. Chase Young, 
you know, I, I think just it's it's a it's a natural when when the guy that you're potentially not competing against for a contract because I think that you know potentially there could be a way for them to to have both of these guys come back. But Montez Sweat showing up and showing out like that in week one, it really puts a, a, a damper on on Chase Young not being out there. And I know sometimes you can't avoid injuries and, and you got to be be safe, especially when you're dealing with a neck and and you want to see how he does with contact. And they're talking about potentially week three. But, man, the clock is ticking and, and you got to get out there when the other guy is making plays like that game changing plays like you were brought in to do like you did two years, two, three years ago. The fact that you're not out there, man, your stock is down and it's not entirely his fault. I'm not blaming anybody. It's just the fact is a fact. He's only played in, what, three games since uh, November of 2021. Uh, you got to get out there if you want to be a long-term part of this team because, like we said, Montez Sweat is is already kind of, you know, getting that, getting to that point where he might be the guy. And it's just at a certain point it might be a numbers game and it might be an availability game. So Chase Young, unfortunately, stocked down on the other side of that. Yeah, it's it is an unfortunate one, but it's it's a fact of the matter. Just like you said, you you can't make the club if you're in the tub, man. Yeah, and one, it, one to get healthy and be out there. And look, week three with Josh Allen coming to to the house, and and you know, uh, you know, again, your second home game of the season. Come out there and do it, Montez Sweat did in week one. Come out there and show why you were the 2020 Rookie of the Year, why you were a a no brainer top five pick in 2020. I mean, come out there. I think he has it in him, but right now you just got to kind of read it as it is. And uh, yeah, if you're not available, it's hard to to count on you. It's hard to expect much from you. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go stock down. Uh, have to go as a unit. We have to just take the whole entire offensive line. Yeah. But even though they were able to, you know, kind of settle things later on and, and some plays were made, uh, six sacks is, is definitely unacceptable, especially when one of them ends up in being a sack fumble that gets returned, uh, potentially picked up and carried over for a touchdown. Uh, you, you're giving up points, and, and that's not a good thing. But, you're, you know, uh, positive side, you did average four yards, you know, per play and, you had time of possession, and when they were getting physical, they definitely were, you know, controlling the line of scrimmage when when they were running the ball. So uh, you got to clean up the sack, though. And mm-hmm. and frankly, when you look at some of your your division opponents that you got coming up, you're gonna have to work on some stuff quickly because there yeah. are some talented, talented players uh, that are gonna get after your quarterback in coming weeks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Denver coming up, they always have a strong defense. You're absolutely right. The the Bills, uh, we saw them get after the Jets quarterbacks last night, and we know what the Eagles can do. And that's those are just your next three opponents, not to mention the rest of the, the season with Kayvon Thibodeau and Micah Parsons in division two times each. So, yeah, uh, that was not encouraging. That looked like uh, kind of like middle of the summer, you know, maybe first preseason game offensive line where we were really worried about what they have in this unit. I don't think it was, I don't think it's going to be as bad as that every week, but yeah, they got to clean yeah. some stuff up. I think some of that's on Sam Howell as well. And I think uh, many people have said that. I think he said that. So uh, definitely have to clean it up a- again. It goes back to these were four new guys playing in four new positions, right? I mean, you had four new starters other than Charles Leno. It's going to take some time to gel, but like you've already said in the NFL, you gotta you gotta learn to gel from play Quick to play. Time. You can't do it week to week. So this this yeah. we need to see some improvement pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, one the radar stock up I, I, real quick. I want to give it to Curtis Samuel. We talked all summer about Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin and the running backs being weapons. 
Curtis Samuel was, you know, it was a meager 54 yards, but he was your leading receiver. He had a carry for six yards. Uh, I thought he really kind of showed that he's going to be a part of this offense, and that's encouraging yeah. to see when a guy like Terry McLaurin might be banged up or when, you know, all the the uh, attention is being paid to Jahan Dotson. For him to come in there and him to secure, you know, five balls and, and have another rushing attempt, you know, for six yards, which I'll take six yards per carry any day of the week. Yeah, a nice right. little kind of cap tip stock up for, for Curtis Samuel there. I like that one. You know, you been been a quiet summer, and then you show up and, and you're there for your team when you need it. So he, he's a weapon. He's just one of those ones that you haven't seen him utilize, and you got to wonder, does this thing still work? Uh, but then you pull the drawstring on the mower, and it still fires up. You're excited. Yeah. Hey, yeah. all right, we still got <laughs> gas in this one. We can go ahead and knock this thing out. Oh, man. But man you know, week one is over, and we're on to Denver. Uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time on it today. That's for a, another conversation. But uh, two things, maybe one or two things that you're looking forward to uh, as the commanders leading to this week against Denver. Well, I, I'm looking at, you know, maybe we'll know by the time we record our uh, preview pod for this game. But is Jerry Judy going to be available? Because that is a huge weapon for Russell Wilson, who looked to – be pretty solid in, in Sean Payton's offense, two passing touchdowns this past week. Uh, I feel like Denver is just a tough place to play. You have the altitude. Uh, you're playing a late game. It's a 425 kickoff, 325 if you're in central time zone there with uh, AAA. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. But but what I'm, all that aside, go 2-0. This team hasn't been 2-0 since 2011 when our very own AAA was playing. Uh, I looked that up. Is, this is a great chance to go 2-0 for the Commanders and, and head back to uh, the home field with a big matchup against the Bills in Week 3. You can't overlook anybody as we learned in Week 1, but this is a this is a prime chance for them to assert themselves again and, and, and take control of a game that they absolutely can win. Yeah, it's a lot of momentum that you're going to be able to build, and, and, and I am going to include those preseason games. I think that just getting used to winning and having that, that, that positive – uh, feeling going on is huge. Uh, leading into Denver for me is going up against a, a veteran quarterback and then that veteran head coach matchup. Uh, obviously, Sean Payton had been in the game in a while, and we know what Russell Wilson can be. Um, you know, so I want to see how this defense, how they're going to handle this running quarterback. Uh, may not be Russ of old, but he's going to have some magic, and he's going to want to get out with his legs here and there. Want to see what they're going to be able to do there. I think they match up well on the outside. Cortland Sutton, and you mentioned Jerry Judy. So I think there's enough talent in our, in our back end to take care of that. But how are you going to handle Russell Wilson and run around? But, uh, yeah, you can uh, check out, check that out. You can bet on that if you'd like to. You can go over there to betonline.ag. Use our code Believe B-L-E-A-V. And let me see what the line is right now. We'll do picks later. We didn't even do week one picks, yeah. did we? It's well, okay. it, would, it would have been ugly, right? It would have been a massacre. All those Man. bad quarterback performances really threw off. I think you should throw out week one if you had a bad <laughs> bad week on bet online or elsewhere. Uh, that, that shouldn't count. Get after it at week two. The line right now, the commanders are three-and-a-half-point dogs on the road um, with an over-under 38-and-a-half points. And both of these teams – they came in, what, Commander scored 20 and the Red Bengal, uh, Bengals, Nordy. the Broncos scored 16 last week. And you're talking about all these quarterbacks getting this money. Um, I don't even know, out of all these guys that made all that money, I don't think anybody of them won. Josh Allen took an L. Daniel Jones took an L. Geno Smith took an L. Uh, Jalen Hurts won. Uh, let's see, Herbert. Did Justin Herbert get paid? 
Uh, he's cl- did he? I'm not sure. But well, he took yeah. an L. He took an L. Uh- <laughs> Joe Burrow, of course, uh, mentioned him earlier. Just a terrible uh, performance. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of why you play the game. You know, you look at these matchups on paper and you're like, oh my gosh. Well, things change once they get out there on the field. Uh, you know, we already talked about Aaron Rodgers' injury. That makes Christmas Eve look a little different. That looks like a, a little bit of a different game going against Zach Wilson. So that's why you play the game. And if you want to bet on some of them, head on over to our guys. Use our code BLEAV. And if you want to hang with us all season long, you can follow us at Believe Commanders on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, Instagram and TikTok, putting out some videos and different things. And you can also listen and watch us all over the place as well. Yes, indeed. So for Brian Murphy, I'm Anthony Armstrong. Y'all check us out on the next episode of Believe in Commanders. Y'all be good. Set the standard. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.